Most popular, he said, were books about how to get rich in the new information economy, which didn't surprise me. A ripple of laughter gave me a moment of relief. Dr. Seng continued. Second most popular, the manager said, were books about spirituality, and in particular, books about Buddhism. And so when I thought about speaking to five hundred Christian pastors today, I thought I'd begin by asking you all a question. Why are books on Buddhism so popular, and not books on Christianity? Great. Not only did I have to pose questions to a face on the screen, but now I had to field one from him as well. I managed to recover enough to punt the question back to him. Well, Dr. Seng, I said, trying not to sound as clumsy as I felt, how would you answer that question? He replied, I think it's because Buddhism presents itself as a way of life, and Christianity presents itself as a system of belief. So I would want to get Christian ministers thinking about how to rediscover their own faith as a way of life, because that's what people are searching for today. That's what they need most. I don't remember a single thing about the rest of the interview, but I will always remember Dr. Seng's statement. In fact, a number of the attendees told me how that one statement was worth the price of the entire event for them. In the days and weeks after the event, I couldn't stop thinking about the relative proportions we in our religious communities had assigned to system of belief and to way of life. And I couldn't help but agree with Dr. Singh. We must rediscover our faith as a way of life, not simply as a system of belief. The issue, of course, isn't either or, but both and. It's hard to deny that too many of us have lost the way of our faith. Without a coherent and compelling way of life, formed in community and expressed in mission, some of us begin losing interest in the system of belief, or we begin holding it grimly, even meanly, driving more and more people away from our faith, rather than attracting them toward it. Those who reject religion are often rejecting a certain arid system of belief, or if not that, a set of trivial taboos or rules or rituals that have lost meaning for them each the thin residue of a lost way of life. However, in this age of environmental unsustainability, unconscionable juxtaposition between wasteful luxury and crushing poverty, and intensifying conflicts that can avalanche into potentially catastrophic war, nearly everyone, whether non-religious or religious, seems to agree that we need to discover or rediscover a viable way of life. Much of what we'll explore in this series of books will involve restoring a kind of sacred normalcy to the rhythms of life, making prayer ordinary in our daily schedule or annual calendar, making generosity normal, normative, and habitual, so that it is done automatically, making regular time for rest every single week whether we feel we need it or not, as a matter of routine, practicing simplicity instead of consumption, countering violence with peacemaking. If the modern era can be characterized by a cold war between scientific and religious belief systems, then the postmodern era can best be characterized by a search for spirituality, a word that somehow captures this idea of a viable, sustainable, meaningful way of life. After centuries of a relationship almost always characterized by the term versus, the scientific and religious communities 
seem to realize that we need to move beyond our deadlock, our polarization, our binary either-or thinking regarding faith and reason, religion and science, matter and spirit. The word spiritual captures this reintegration for us. It says, We don't believe that conventional organized religion has all the answers for us, nor does secular reductionist science. We need a fusion of the sacred and the secular. We need an everyday sacredness. The word spirituality tries to capture that fusion of everyday sacredness. For many people, it represents a life-giving alternative to secularist fundamentalism and religious fundamentalism, the former offering the world weapons of mass destruction and the latter stirring emotions to put the suicidal machinery into motion. Our story, in the West at least, could be told like this. We are witnessing the transition from conventional pre-modern religions to an early modern...